Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn Masechus Ksubo. It's finishing the short 12th parak with Mishnah Gimel and Mishnah Dalit. The halach is as follows, that when a, a man writes a Ksuba, he writes that when he dies, her, his now uh, widow can live in his house and can be supported off the property. The text literally says, you live in my house and be supported from my property. Now, let's discuss this. Amana Amr. So if a widow is being supported by her husband's estate, she says to the heirs, I don't want to move from my husband's house. The heirs can't say to her, look, go to your father's house, whatever reason they want to sell the, their father's estate. They say to her, go to your, go to, you know, our, go to our grandfather, your father's house, and we'll support you there. We'll cover you, don't worry. Rather, you must support her in her, in her husband's house, because that was stipulated in the Ksuba that she gets her husband's house. And they also must provide to her with a place to live that befits her dignity, um, and because that's what in the stipulated ksuba. Interestingly, let's say the house burns down, they don't have to build her a new one because it says you live in my house. So as long as the house is, is around, is extant, she lives in that house, and the, and the heirs can't kick her out. Amra, what if she says, I don't want to move from my father's house, but I guess she goes back to her father's house because I don't want to leave here. Then the heirs can say to her, If you live with us, we'll provide you the support you're entitled to. But if you're not live with us, you will not receive the support. I mean to say they're only they only have to support her when they're in when she's in her you know, former husband's house. Um, but if she lives elsewhere, they don't have to support her, and presumably because living in the house when they're all there, it's cheaper to add someone to your household than to create a whole new household, create a, set up a whole new house. Okay. And what if she said, look, I'm very young, and you're very young. If we're all living together, people are going to start spreading false rumors about me. So they must respect that and provide for the full cost of support when she's living in her father's house. Okay, last Mishnah. How long does a widow have to live in her in her ex-husband's house? When she's living in her, her, in, in her father's house. So if she moves out immediately and moves to her father's house... So she, she moves to her father's house, not her husband's house, her father's house. She can collect a ksuba whenever she wants, even if it's 50 years later. But if she's living in her husband's house, she only has 25 years to collect the ksuba. After that, she no longer can collect the ksuba. Why? Because we assume within 25 years, she'll be using various things in the estate. Perhaps in the case here is neighbor will come and say, Kabar saw, Kabar bread. And over 25 years, she'll end up giving away and using the amount uh, that the ksuba is worth, 200 zuz, or whatever it may be written beyond that in the ksuba, she'll use that amount and get that benefit from the estate beyond just living there, and therefore she's no longer entitled to the ksuba after 25 years of living there. Diva Rabbi Meir, Shamar Mishim Rabbi Hashem and Gamliel. So this is what Rabbi says in the name of Rabbi Hashem and Gamliel. The other, alternatively, Chomim say, no, the opposite. As long as she's in her husband's house, she can always collect her ksuba. Okay. Um... So long as she's in her father's house, she only has 25 years. Afterwards, we assume she waived her rights to her ksuba. If she mesa, if she dies, her her heirs can collect the ksuba up to 25 years. After that, we assume that they waive their rights and they don't want to collect it. I wish you all a wonderful day.